0: My check one two one two. Welcome to the Inside Source podcast here at Abilene Christian University in the podcast room at the Don Moore Center, home of ACU TV. I'm your host Jalen Garrett alongside my boy Joseph. How are you feeling today,
1: man? You know what? It's a somber day, but you know what? It's a new day. It's a new week. We're thriving, I'm grateful to be here alongside you, my man. And uh, let's let's talk about football.
0: We're talking about some football, great week one, very exciting. A lot of things that happened, a lot of upsets, in my opinion, that happened this week sure. one. I think set the stage for a great uh, week two that's coming up on Thursday. But we're going to talk about a few games and some things that caught our eye this week one. But, Joseph, you already know where we got to start.
1: Man, prime time headline, huh? Give it to me, Jalen.
0: Dallas folded against Tampa Bay last night, in which, to be fair, Brady didn't play great either. Do you realize I'm in a league, and the guy I was playing against this week, shout-out to my boy Frank, he has Tampa Bay's kicker. His kicker got 14 points. Tom Brady only had 10.38 points.
1: You're welcome. Cowboys defense, you're welcome.
0: (laughs) So I guess that's a... I guess that can be a happy moment for you, Joseph, since y'all's offense didn't do well last night, and you guys lost Dak six to eight weeks with a injury to his throwing hand. So I'm gonna give you the floor.
1: Oh no! Oh no! Where
0: are you feeling right now with your boys?
1: Well, so I think we can start with the game. Just because I think talking about Dak, and of course, we'll get into Dak after we we dive into the game. I think with Dak, we're talking more of the future, and I think we just start with what we saw last night on NBC against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, First of all, I think heading into the game with Tampa Bay's banged-up offensive line, with Chris Godwin getting banged up right, he didn't return in that game... Just the familiarity with the Bucs was in question. And then also the Cowboys, right? He had some holes to fill. So I think the, the chances of the Cowboys upsetting the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, right, led by Tom Brady, were really high. Obviously, that wasn't the case, and we'll start with the defensive end where I think, you know, I think every good football and basketball team out there, and, and of course, I don't want to bring in basketball, but I think your defense has to be ahead of your offense, and I think that's where the Dallas Cowboys are right now, which is good, right? Defense is going to be the make or break point. It has been for the Dallas Cowboys for, I think, ever since we went to high school, ever since we went to middle school, right? Um, and now it just seems like if they can really be the type of defense where, okay, you're opportunistic, right? You got a guy like Trayvon Diggs, you got playmakers out in the secondary, you got Micah Parsons who seemed pretty balanced last night in both the pass rush and playing in coverage as the, as, as a linebacker. But I think you have to be able to come to a point and say, okay, we're not going to allow yards after the catch. Okay. We're going to be a disciplined ball club on defense. So I think that's, they have that going for them. Let's talk about the offense, though, my man. Okay, so (laughs) I know you've heard this from me, and people have heard this from me for a while, ever since that game in January against the San Francisco 49ers. And in a way, I hope and pray that they pull it together. But in another way, I'm just like, I've kind of seen enough. Kellen Moore and Mike McCarthy. And again, in no way am I bailing out the performance of CeeDee Lamb, Ezekiel Elliott, Tony Pollard. And Dak pre-injury, right, and that offensive line. In no way am I am I bailing that out, and the lack of rece- that the lack of receivers that Dak had built chemistry with, right. No way am I bailing that out. But all this to say, I think Helen Moore has had a significant drop off as a play caller. I mean, we saw this in San Francisco in the playoff game in the wild card game that what were those play calls for then Amari Cooper and C.D. Lamb and now just C.D. Lamb and he's your ex, he's your primary, Why? you know, he's your guy, he's your go-to guy. Just the offense was so predictable. The offense was so stagnant and I kind of thought what you said on our last podcast was this narrative of feed Zeke or feed Pollard and now with Dak being injured, you're going to have to run that 21 personnel, two running backs. Hey, not only can they run the ball well, uh, you got a ground and pound back, power back, but you also have a guy who's super fast and elusive, one cut back, but they can also catch the ball. I think the offense led by Kellen Moore and Mike McCarthy has got to, to be way more creative. And Mike McCarthy, man, we're going to need some leadership. Again, I'd hate to say that as a fan from Abilene, Texas, and they're over there in Arlington, right? And, you know... Um, they know way more about football than we do, but I think we got to see some leadership, especially on the camera, because on the sidelines, we just, we just don't see it. We just don't see it. Um, so that's really my recap of the game. Um, again, it's week one. So I always take week one games of both my Cowboys and Lakers and, um, ACU, of course, with not a grain of salt, but it's just kind of like a building point. I think the defense is good. Um, but the offense will, will definitely have to see.
0: You're not going to like me this year. Well, of the NFL.
1: well, I already love you, man, so let's see what you got for me.
0: You see how he just sweet-talked me after I said, he's not going to like me this NFL season? <laughs> I think watching last night, there was no life to the offense, in my opinion. True. It it, it just looked like they were kind of going through the motions. um, And low-key, I've always thought that Mike McCarthy was that kind of coach and not to knock him against anything, but he never looks like he has any life to him. Yep, He's just very, you know, stoic and just kind of just flatline and nothing else. And, you know, that's why I've kind of seen Aaron Rodgers kind of have a little bit of life these past few years with sure. Matt LeFleur who has energy and yep. it could be an age or it could just, it could just be the philosophy. I don't know. But, it looked like the offense didn't have any life yesterday, and um, and y'all's defense played really, really well. Um, and again, Tom Brady, Tom Brady didn't really play his best either. Uh, Mike Evans, he went off last night. He kind of obliterated uh, Trayvon Diggs last night.
1: Yeah, it,
0: was, it looked like it looked like it looked. I because I went into it saying it was going to be a mismatch, just because Mike is just elite. Yeah. And so, and now Dallas plays, y'all play Cincinnati next week. Without Dak, and y'all gonna have to go against that offense. And so- That
1: struggled against Pittsburgh. Yes, fair. And in no way am I comparing the Cowboys to Pittsburgh. But I'm just saying I think if we can kind of do something similar to that. But again, I think you're gonna wanna say Joe Burrow's not gonna have that type of performance again.
0: I, I don't think so. Yeah. And, you know, he's my MVP, and I'm pretty sure he's our lovely director Hudden's MVP. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> in which he will be on future episodes too. He will be on our next episode for the NFL. So I hope Dallas really figures figures out who's going to be leading the offense these next few weeks because y'all are – y'all have very – this was sp- – put. I know, we, I know Cowboys fans, y'all say every year this is y'all's year, it's right? True. It's true. This is, was really supposed to be y'all's year. And we'll just have to see some magic. And this is why I said in the beginning of the episode, um, in our first NFL episode, this is y'all's time to get back to the crux of the offense, which is to feed Zeke the ball. The past, like, three years, when Zeke first came, Zeke was getting fed, and y'all were winning games. And not to say that Dak was a bad quarterback, but just Zeke was the main ingredient to y'all's offense. And I think once they get back to that essence, I think y'all will be okay this year. But like you said, it's only the first game. (laughs) No worries. If it was, like, week four... Then yeah. I'd start to worry, but it's only the first game.
1: It's only the first game. Well, well, you know, I and I think you're totally right on that, and I hope Kellen Moore is listening to you, bro, because... If he was really... listening to us, that would be
0: great. <laughs> I, I would want you to email him and be like, hey, we'd love to invite you for an interview because <laughs> Joseph has made some very interesting comments about you and, and your position, but that's you're, neither here nor there. You know,
1: you're, you're play-calling decisions, you know, and... <laughs> um, but I think you're totally right, Jalen. I think you have Zeke Elliott and Tony Pollard now with Cooper Rush, who is not bad. And I'm not just saying that as a Cowboys fan, but he's not bad. Obviously, he's not Dak, but I think the offense is going to have to change to more of a like a like a Bill O'Brien type with Alabama's run, run, play action bootleg on third or something like that. Um, but to get into Dak before, um, you know, just to share my thoughts on Dak. Ah, I, I, I mean I, I think we can just get mad and really all NFL fans should be mad at just the injury bug. It's just one of those things where it's like what kind of like what your Lakers.
0: Just the injury bug. Kind
1: of, right? Like Anthony Davis or LeBron James. And it's just like and even any other players in the league that are super talented and great, like a James Harden who's coming off of that banged up injury. Um it's just one of those things where you just look at it and it's like, man, I hate injuries, and I'm not saying that again as a Cowboys fan, uh, but I'm also saying that's just a, a football fan. It's just like, man, I hate injuries, and you know, for the Dallas Cowboys, I think going forward, uh, they're they're gonna look at making some roster moves, at, at not only just the quarterback, but I would assume something at the offensive line again, and something at the wide receiver position but also improve things internally. But going forward, man, I mean, again, not just trying to be a homer here for the Cowboys Nation, but just cannot give up. Uh, Cowboys fans saying that it's over, uh, it's just not true. It's just not true. You just got to keep moving forward because best case scenario is... You know, Yes, you're going up against Cincinnati, then you trade with Giants and Washington, and then you go to Philly and Los Angeles Rams, and then you go to the Detroit Lions um, at home where I'll be at the game. It'll be fun. Um, but the defense has to step up. It has to be the identity. The running game has to be the identity. And I hope they, they prove you right, man, because, man, it's not over yet. It is not over yet. Again, not just saying that as an optimistic fan, but I'm saying that because that's football, right? It's just not over. Um, We'll see what they do. I'm very, 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 very sad. We
0: shall see what Mike McCarthy does with that offense and uh we'll Drain see. What, him, see what Jerry Jones yeah. kind of moves he makes. And he's I know he's probably looking at some things right now. Absolutely. To make some moves and kind of moving staying in the NFC East. Minnesota, Green Bay. <laughs> Justin Jefferson. Mm nine receptions 184 yards a career high for him two tds i was right <laughs> about minnesota you were and i knew that for green bay it was gonna look lifeless without Devonte adams on that offense and man was the energy in that game just crazy also that defense was locking up aaron like crazy <laughs> and also kirk, kirk kirk cousins um excuse me kirk cousins looked he looked effortless he had 23 of thirty thirty two 32 passing passing 20, 277 yards two touchdowns um also dalvin cook had 90 yards 20 carries um just justin jefferson he was going crazy was
1: one of the best in the game
0: yesterday um to touch on this game a little bit, if Minnesota keeps playing like this, they could be a real threat, in my opinion. Absolutely. I think they could be a real threat. And I'm not just saying, like, you know, wild card divisional. They could really make a run for a championship game in their conference. I don't know about Super Bowl yet. I'd have to wait until, like, give me about week six. Then Then I can really give you my opinion. But, man – I don't know if I don't know if I know it's only the first game for Green Bay but sure. I can already tell what Aaron <laughs> and he cut his hair he lost it he lost his John Wick he, he lost his he John Wick his
1: style and, and his tendencies
0: respectfully lost. I don't like that I like <laughs> Aaron with the long hair he looks tough with it and he drops MVPs he drops Tds everywhere with it but just watching that game was like I'm excited for Minnesota this year. Because the energy and they've been kind of going crazy on social media. Like Minnesota fans are excited only after one game against Green Bay, and which they usually always had a history of losing to Green Bay. Yeah. And you know, so that was one of the other exciting games for me because I thought it was going to be closer. Um, even though it was only twenty three to seven, it's still you can just see the disparities within both of those teams
1: and you know that's the importance of and Mike Zimmer is a, a fantastic football mind especially on the defensive end but that's what happens when your coaching philosophy and your coaching staff and your game plans match your personnel right what good is it for Mike Zimmer to run you know just a simple run uh, balanced offense that doesn't expose a guy like Kirk Cousins who is a gun- gunslinger who can throw the deep ball without giving him those type of opportunities. When Kevin O'Connell comes in the mix, yeah, Dalvin Cook is going to get his, and they're going to have a nice, balanced running game, play some physical football. But you best believe Kirk Cousins is going to air that football out to your boy Justin Jefferson and, obviously, guys like Adam Thielen and such, and they have a solid offensive line that uh, needs to keep on improving. Also, the defensive end stays the same, right? They've got dogs as well. Um, But, yeah, dude, Jalen, you're totally right. Um, You know, I think... Minnesota Vikings are a real threat, and not just the the NFC North, but uh, the NFC in general, the NFL in general. Uh, but again, we don't want to, you know, be caught prisoners in the moment. And then for Green Bay, I, I think it just goes down to. Uh, I think this morning they they uh, I said a, a trend or a stat that Aaron Rodgers had a terrible Week One game um, last year, and then he went on to win back to back MVPs not saying that's going to be the case again, but I think, again, this is Aaron Rodgers, one of the best to ever do it. Um, Certainly, arguably the most talented quarterback that we've ever seen in our lives. Um, And I I think just going forward, it's just building chemistry with your receivers, right? They're young. This is one of those games where it's like, hey, we just have to go out and see it. They had to fuel the fire, like Rodgers said in his postgame interview. Um, Let the defense be their strength. You got Aaron Jones, A.J. Dillon, and the Get you those fantasy points, am I right, <laughs> bro? I'm telling
0: you, in one of the leagues I'm in, he dropped 36 points. AJ Dillon, right? Yes, yeah, yeah. Um, also, shout out to Philly, AJ Brown dropped 25 points for me. So, well,
1: that won't happen against the Cowboys in week uh, what was it, five? It won't happen in week five. That week, Cowboys. I'm going
0: for Philly because I need AJ Brown <laughs> to get points. When I play, when I, when it comes to fantasy, I'm objective. So whoever is on my team, I want their teams to flourish because I want them to flourish.
1: Well, again, I think one of the reasons behind that is because of the Seahawks. You, know? <laughs> you don't really have much to root for, right? No, I I think they'll be they'll be okay.
0: Which is which is very very tough. Um, next game we're gonna talk about. Um, and we know this game happened on Thursday of last week but bills and rams i just feel like we had to talk about that game yeah. because shout out to my boy stefan diggs <laughs> dropped 26 <laughs> points for <from> me uh out <laughs> there obliterated Jalen ramsey um i didn't think it was going to be that kind of a blowout no way yeah game. there's no way um watching that offense it was very fluid for josh allen also josh allen looks like he got better he looks like he got better yeah uh, it, he he could also he's he was also kind of like an asterisk for me when it comes to MVP, because he had a great season last year too. And it was always it was a question between him or Aaron Rodgers for MVP last year. I I said Aaron and he ended up winning. But uh, if the Bills keep playing like that, they could be dangerous, and they could really give. Because I think right now if they're a clear favorite as the best team in the whole conference. Yeah, AFC. Uh, yeah, just with the fact that, uh, and we know that the Chiefs won yesterday, whooped Carol, whooped. I mean, excuse me, Arizona yesterday without Tyreek Hill. Also, shout out to Patrick Mahomes, dropped five TDs for All me, time. got me thirty-five points. Um, just give me your thoughts on the Bills because they just look better. Also, that defense looks like it got better too. That tail, that whole team just looks like yeah. it got better, um, uh, and so. Giving your thoughts on that game and just how wonderful the Bills looked. And also, because also, I'm so, also a side note. We're going to talk about fantasy a lot on this <laughs> podcast a lot this season. I'm so glad I didn't start Matthew Stafford because he, yeah, he only was, dropped seven points for me. But he was on my bench, and I'm starting Russ this tonight. So I hope he goes off against my Seattle, unfortunately. <laughs> but, but that's besides the point. Give me your thoughts on the Bills and yeah. how dangerous they are and how dangerous they can be throughout this season.
1: Well, they're absolutely dangerous. I think all uh, Vegas and all the the odds and the, and the betting lines is that the Bills will probably represent the AFC in Super Bowl 57. Not going to go that far. They are arguably the best team in the world. Why? Because they excel in all three phases of the football. Offensively, Josh Allen really did get better. I think the other day, um, yeah, it was the other day, Um, I saw some of his uh, draft day tape and and his mechanics just look totally different, so much better. Obviously, they have a guy like Stephon Diggs and Gabriel Davis really stepped up to the plate. Yes. Who's really racking up volume, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Um, And just really that running game um, is just proving to be a... I don't want to say a you know championship-level threat, but it, it's certainly a good starting point for Week 1, And obviously on the defense, and that's because they don't even have their star cornerback yet. And once they really get him in place and they get things rolling, um, they're just so well-balanced. I mean, it's just so well-balanced. It's really just going to come down to those shootout games like we saw last year against the Chiefs and like a potential Chargers or a Raiders. or or, or, you know something like that right um but they're absolutely dangerous jalen um they they are arguably one of the best teams if not the best team on the planet
0: yeah and um i'm excited for the bills this year i think they're going to be very very exciting to watch and um just the last game we'll talk about before we wrap things up here um (laughs) Cardinals-Chiefs. <laughs> um, the reason why I paused was because the Chiefs don't look that different f- without Tyreek. Yeah. And also, shout out to him. He got me 18 points this year, today. <laughs> yes, like yesterday. And that's okay. Solid. You know, obviously, Patrick Mahomes, Tua Tagovailoa, two different stratospheres. But anywho, I keep getting sidetracked today because fantasy got me excited this year. It's exciting. Um... Mahomes looked very comfortable yesterday. Uh still looked comfortable with Travis, still looked comfortable with uh Juju and all their other all those guys. But I'm not gonna focus on um Kansas City. I'm gonna focus on Arizona. Okay. Because I think after this year, if until they get back DeAndre Hopkins, if they don't have a really successful year. I feel like Kingsbury could be on the hot seat, and I'm not sure what it's gonna look like. I don't want to say it's a similar situation like to Dallas, but because I mean, obviously, Dak is injured and D Hop's not, but yeah, it. I kind of worry a little bit about Arizona too because it's like, how are they gonna flourish without? DeAndre Hopkins, especially for Kyler Murray, and I think this year, if for some reason they don't make the playoffs or they don't meet everyone else's ex- everyone else's expectations, I think you could see Cliff Kingsbury on the hot seat. Uh, what do you think about that?
1: Um, I don't. I I haven't really. Thought Too much about Cliff Kingsbury more than just the roster construction. I think if they do do that though, um, I uh, so this season for the Cardinals will just really really have to go bad for that really to happen. Then, really, I think from there you just do a whole culture and structure reset, rebuild with Kyler at the helm, make sure he has a nice backfield, got some good weapons, but really. I think we see the formula with the Chiefs, right? And, and not saying that the Chiefs are, you know, the model formula for a team like the Cardinals or any other team like that. But what's great about the Chiefs now is not just Mahomes and and, and Travis Kelsey and Andy Reid and, and, you know, all of Frank Clark. But it's they've got one of the best offensive lines in the league. You give a guy like Kyler Murray that. Imagine what that would look like, right? They've got a defense, you know, the Chiefs defense may or may not be elite, but it gets the job done, right? And it's going to have to get the job done against the Josh Allens of the world and the Justin Herberts of the world. Can the Cardinals be able to stop a guy like Matthew Stafford, like a guy like um, Tom Brady, like a guy like Aaron Rodgers? That also comes to question for me, but I I think as far as Cliff Kingsbury goes, um, I could definitely see that if things really go south. But I think now you just got to wait till everyone's back. Um, Not healthy, but just back playing, right? D-hop from suspension. And you go from there.
0: So many things that are happening (laughs) this year. Started. For the NFL. Week one, already so much pandemonium. Joseph, it's always a pleasure with you. Yes, sir. Likewise, man. Thank you so much for you guys listening to the Inside Source podcast. We will be back with you guys sometime later this week for a new episode and we will see you then stay blessed